0: What's up, you guys? Just doing a podcast after a little fitness test this morning. It is a lovely, lovely day. I'm just driving back. If you ever drive the road from Jordanstown, um, and then it links back on the, the motorway, I think it's the M5. <clears throat> lovely bit of water um, just after Jordanstown there, and the sun's just shining down. It's absolutely beautiful today. Um, so, yeah, I just finished the... Uh, little fitness test fitness test was going to test a couple of things um i set it in place to test roughly how training had been going um i i quoted the other day saying you know it, it it's at a good time because if if the results aren't amazing i've still time to do something about it and um if they're good you know that's a that's a great thing and you know business goes on as usual but you can maybe afford to uh, not slack off, but maybe not try to force something that doesn't need to be forced. And, you know, I talked about the mileage thing. I talked about not becoming addicted to that and and being greedy in times that you shouldn't be greedy and et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, when things are a good place, then sometimes you can just, I'm not saying take the foot off the gas and and lose the fitness, but certainly not try to be greedy and, and maybe do too much and get hurt and um, staying healthy is a very important thing Um, fitness test told me a few things sorry it also tested coming back from altitude so i've always been weary of doing a long-haul flight and i didn't fly business class or anything like that i was premium economy which is slightly nicer but um i did two hydration tests one yesterday and then one this morning and um, And again, that's good feedback and and tells me where my travel strategy was at, et cetera et cetera and um yeah i wanted to I wanted to get a result or test results for two days after a long haul because two days is always a good thing for altitude, but I'm never really sure how you're gonna feel after a long haul flight and getting on a new time zone and You know, marathons are early in the morning, 8 or 9 o'clock or 10, whatever, latest. Um, And, you know, you've just came from a country, well, I have, that is seven hours behind. So, you know, 9 o'clock in um, Belfast is 2 a.m. in Flagstaff. And two days ago, that was your 2 a.m. And all of a sudden, it's your 9 a.m. So, a lot of things going on that I wanted to sort of see what would um, come of that. Um, first things first, and i 'm slightly fucking pissed off at myself because it 's not the first time, but I tend to come back into the country and day one is okay, and then day two, my nutrition is just fucking shocking and <sighs> fair enough you 're a little bit out of it, and you know you're you 're a bit jet lagged and all the rest of it, but still there 's no excuses with me i 'm a professional and My nutrition just wasn't good at all. Um, I woke up. I didn't have breakfast. I went for a run. I had a coffee, actually. I went for a run, came back, and um, went to Sinai for my blood test. So I was supposed to fast before that. So I guess I'm not too annoyed about that. Um, Then I had a sausage roll and a cheese and ham toastie. And then I don't really think I ate again until I had half a sandwich after an evening run at 6 and then I had dinner late last night. Um, there just needed to be more consistency throughout the day. Um, and yeah, I I need to step that up today. Now, this morning, I get up and went to the coffee shop and had a croissant or a croissant, whatever you want to call it, and a coffee and a bottle of water with a noon tablet. Because yesterday when I did the hydration test, now I told you guys about the sauna and um, I don't regret the sauna. I do regret the sauna, not not for the reasons that you might think. I I should have just been smarter, you know. I I feel like I underestimate long haul travel at times and hydration and my hydration test yesterday was really bad. It was like nine hundred and and um, I'm pretty sure like two to three hundred's good. And I was like nine hundred. I could see the color of my pee it was absolutely shocking. Um, and so I I just needed to be if I was going to have the sauna, I needed to maybe drink like two to three liters of water after it. Um, My hydration test today was like 480. So it improved substantially, but it also shows you that you cannot fix hydration in a day. That's really interesting. Um, And so hydration really is a process, like a week-long process or a couple of days process. So Um, Just be wary of that if you are traveling and you're trying to get over travel or just in life in general. Um, So, I'm probably going to go have a sauna later. I think they're amazing from the recovery perspective, but you do need to be very smart about how much you're drinking before, during, and after. Um, But look, let's get into business. The fitness test was good, it was really good. Um, Another thing, I I went out with my friends last night. you know, they they were getting into town to have dinner, so we had dinner, and and then I went out to like eleven thirty. It's a bit easier for me to go out the eleven thirty at the minute because of my like sleeping clock. You know, eleven thirty to me at the minute P.M. is like um, what seven hours before that. Um, four three three thirty in the afternoon. Um, no four thirty in the afternoon. Um, so I went out for a little bit, and I don't know if anyone's tried these, but. I was having the non-alcoholic beers Um I, I probably would have had a regular beer if I didn't have the test today like if I was doing eight by a mile this morning just around the Victoria Park for example I probably would have had one or two regular beers and then called it a night and um, but because I was doing the test and there's blood work and there's hydration and I guess I was a bit more, I was going to call it sensible or whatever, you know, I was just not sensible, just respectful to the fact that I had a test the next day and respectful that over this Christmas period, the guys were going to come in, the nutritionist and the physiologist, to you know, monitor me. And I'm really grateful for that. And like in the past, I probably would have just had beers anyway and then showed up and maybe not had a very good test and not thought much of it. But you're just fucking wasting people's time. And you're wasting your own time for that matter because the reason you set up a test is to get a fair fair reading. So, But it was quite interesting. I I really liked the non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> Maybe it tells me that I don't like alcohol. Um, I liked it far better than regular beer um, which is so interesting. Um, and there was definitely like obviously you do not get drunk at all but there was definitely a good feeling about still holding a cold beer and with your buddies and I really really had a good time um, and then at about eleven thirty, 30 I my Airbnb's in the city center so at about eleven thirty, I did the five minute walk back to the Airbnb and did a little bit of yoga did my power breathe and then went to bed and just as I was like cleaning my teeth and stuff and I, I looked in the mirror and I was like you know I, it sounds really cheesy but I, I, I told myself I was really proud of myself because I think it shows how far I've come in terms of, like, discipline and, and, you know, dedication to the sport, and, you know, when I come home, the whole point of coming home is to see family and friends, but I don't I don't want to have to sit in the apartment and, and not leave the apartment because I'm afraid of, like, you know, losing a bit of sleep, or, you know, in the past I would have got really drunk, and, then I'd have probably wanted to fly back to America far sooner because I didn't trust myself at home and silly things like this and I don't mind telling you guys that that's just that was a previous behavior that I had to sort of like fix to be able to become a really good runner like you you need to i i one thing I want to say you can't have everything you know you can't have i I sit in the airbnb that I'm sitting in in the city center it it was pretty expensive, and you know my running pays for it. And I was just thinking, you know, big lad, you, you're lucky to have this lovely Airbnb and, you know, your money from running has paid for it. But, you know, you can't have everything. You can't, you can't have the lovely apartment in the city centre because your running's paid for it, but then go out and get, you know, blind drunk or whatever. And sure, it might be, it might be slightly more fun for about one hour to two hours of your life but then you're going to come home and you're going to feel sad and you're going to feel disappointed with yourself for drinking and you're going to feel like a tit when you go to your threshold test the next morning and marathon test, whatever, etc. etc. So <clears throat> I look in the mirror and I was like, you know, I'm really proud of myself. And it definitely was more fun having the non-alcoholic beers and spending a bit of time with my friends than it otherwise would have been if I just sat in the apartment. But at the same time, on the topic of you can't have it all the time, of course you can't, you know, I was still outstanding about, and even though you're not drinking, and even though there's no hangover, and actually, apparently, non-alcoholic beer helps hydrate you, and there's these other cool benefits, and um, you can't do it all the time, because you are standing about, you know, you are you are surrounded by people that you know might be carrying illnesses, and bugs, and all the rest of it, and and so you can't do it all the time, but I, I certainly was pretty chuffed, and pretty proud of myself that um, I came such a long way in terms of that discipline and that behavior. and So anyway, on to the test this morning, um, I did eight by a mile, and it's the same test I've done for a long time. Um, you know, when I very first done this test, we did 18 kilometers an hour, 18 and a half. Um, as I've improved, the test moved to 18 and a half kilometers an hour to 19 kilometers an hour. And I think for anyone wanting to know the maths, 18 kilometers an hour is a 220 marathon. I know that 19 kilometers an hour is roughly 213.30 maybe. And I know that 19 and a half is 210. And I think 18 and a half might be like 216. So it's kind of maybe goes in like three minute segments, 210, 213, 216, 219 roughly. But the slower you get at 18, it goes to 220. So maybe like three minutes and 30 seconds is the difference. So anyway, <clears throat> the idea for me of this test, um, for everybody it might be slightly different what they do in the lab if they do anything in the lab. I like to go at a speed that is slightly slower than marathon pace, or at least the marathon pace that I want to be at. So that's why in the past I would have went 18 and a half, 19. 19 would have been the eventual goal pace. 18 and a half would have either been my PB or a time that I've, you know, know for a fact I can run because of various var- variables or whatever. Um, what we did today was 19, 19 and a half. It's the first time I've ever done that. Um, before Dublin, I did one stage. So I before Dublin, I did 18 and a half, 19, 18 and a half, 19, 18 and a half, 19. And then we decided I was only doing six. Because the race was this was the Monday and the race was in a couple of days time or eight, six days time. Um, today it was eight. but before Dublin we did the seventh stage at nineteen and a half just to see because the numbers had been pretty low and so we were like, you know what, let's let's fire it up, let's see what we can hit for nineteen and a half. And my my lactate was like, I think my heart rate was like one sixty six, one sixty seven, and my lactate was one point six. I want to say, um. Today, we did 19, 19 and a half, 19, 19 and a half, and we did that eight times, um, so eight total, four at each speed, and like I say, you're operating between, <clears throat> I want to say, two, 213. I think 19 is 507, so whatever 507 roughly gets you for a marathon. Um, can I do the quick math? No, I can't be bothered. 140, and um, 26 is obviously 210. Um, 20 times 7 is 2 minutes 20, 6 times 7 is 42, 3 minutes and 2 seconds. So are we saying 2, 3, 10 possibly, something around that? Sorry, 2 hours, 13 and 10 minutes, something like that. Um, that was very quick miles, 26 times 5.07, um, and I forgot about the point two. So, yeah, I'm going to say it's somewhere, it's 5.07 per mile, that's all you need to know, um, and 19.5 and is 4.58 per mile. so we fluctuated between the two of them and 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 yeah that was that was pretty interesting um it's not easy to do like you know I, i don't love running on a treadmill all the time and when you're doing a test there's a bit of like nervousness and anxiousness and the first like the first two stages were actually when the lactate was the highest it was 1.6 and 1.8, which I was surprised about. I thought that the 1.8, I wouldn't be surprised about, but the 1.8, um, I don't know if I can turn down here. Yeah, the 1.8, I wasn't surprised about, sorry. Yeah, I wasn't, but the 1.6, I was, I honestly thought that would be lower. Um, and so I was a little bit surprised at that. But what I what I said to Ricky after the test, and, and this like holds true, like the test ended up being really good. And I think there was pretty clear reasons why the first two were a little bit dodgy. I told you about nutrition. I told you about hydration. Um, and hydration still wasn't, it was only 480. Like I just said, it still wasn't back in a good place. Um, But I, I told him what I was most happy about today. I didn't care about the numbers. And I think I told you that in the podcast two days ago. The numbers weren't that important the important thing as in the specific number if it's 1.8 1.7 whatever um, it's never stopped me going out and running a marathon at these speeds at at the end of the day that's one thing i always come back to Um, but what i wanted to see was them staying consistent the heart rate staying consistent and not like going from being pretty good to really high Um, and i also wanted consistency in that i wanted to see the numbers not get higher Because if they're getting higher, that means the workload is gradually getting harder and harder. And let's be honest, if you're going to run 26 miles at a given effort, the numbers should not be getting higher after eight miles, especially when you're kind of going back a little bit slower, too. Um, So by number seven and eight, the lactate was down to 1.5. And that's the highest. In fact, I think that after the 1.8 in the second stage, the 19.5, I don't think that went above 1.6 thereafter, and it kind of went 1. 1.4, 1. 1.6, 1. 1.5, 1. 1.5, 1.5. And actually it stayed the same. Um, I have a funny feeling if I was slightly better with the nutrition and I was slightly better with the hydration, and um, you might have seen slightly better figures. Um, I don't think they would have been I don't think that 1.5 would have been any lower. Um, but I have a funny feeling you might have seen 19 kilometers an hour being slightly lower. Um, in the ideal world, it would have been something like 1.2, 1.5, 1.2, 1.5, whereas it was just 1.5. Um, but I'm at the end of the day, if my lactate is 1.5 at two ten something marathon piece. Um, and 1.5 is lower than what it was before Dublin. I mean, fuck, I already thought at Dublin, if it was a good course, I could have ran the Olympic qualifying time. So it's definitely in a good place. Um, it, it tells me that, you know, after the long haul travel, I'm, I'm okay. Um, I'm not tired, I'm not fatigued. <clears throat> it tells me I need to be better with my hydration in general, and after long-haul travel, and it tells me I need to be better with my nutrition, in general, and after long-haul travel, if I was racing a marathon, I would not be as sloppy with my nutrition. Fact. Of course, you know you're on it, but I am a professional, and I should just be better anyway. Um, it wasn't totally bad, you know, like I had plenty of carbs last night for dinner, and, and things like that, so it wasn't like wasn't dreadful, dreadful, um, but it just could have been better. And I think if it was slightly better, um, you might have just found the 1.6 and the 1.8 at the beginning, which are, if the entire test stayed 1.6, 1.8, I still would have been happy today. Um, because like I said, I just wanted to see them not over two. Um, I really didn't want them going over two. I, before Dublin, I thought it was highly possible that I could run a marathon at a speed where the millimoles are under. Like, yeah, probably like one point, definitely one point six, maybe even one point eight. Um, but the reason the numbers aren't super important is because it's the jump that is more important. You know, if you if you set your speeds at even if you set them at 17, seven and a half, 17 and a half. Right. And at 17 is one point five. And then, at seventeen and a half, it's two point five or even two point one. that pretty big jump is telling you that something's happening, your body is producing a lot more lactic, which means something is happening you are fatiguing that that change of pace has hurt you um and I think that's really important to sort of grasp um so like I told you, the thing that I told Ricky that I was most happy with was that I didn't panic. Like when I seen 1.6, 1.8, I, I just told Ricky that I, I didn't mind. Like I wasn't too focused on the numbers. I just wanted to see consistency and I, I wanted to make sure the effort felt good. Um, there's, a, there's like an effort scale and my effort scale didn't go above. I think like there's like I think 11 was fairly light. And thirteen is fairly hard, and I didn't go above twelve. I at no point that I think it was hard. Um, not even fairly hard. Like the word hard shouldn't exist in what I was sort of talking about. Um, sorry, I'm just putting a key code in for um the apartment. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was really solid. Um, I think it's you know we we always talk about running being really tough and we always talk about i think a lot of people believe that um elements of running aren't fair um you know you put in all this hard work and sometimes it doesn't pay off and um, i am starting to disagree with that i'm starting to like beg to differ and i i i am starting to see with the likes of these fitness tests and um in the past, I would have agreed with you, but I think that was a lack, not you, I'm not saying that you guys, in the past, I would agree with the majority of people who would probably be quite happy to say that rumen's not fair. Um, I think it is. Um, I think if you put the work in, um, you know, staying up to 11 o'clock, 11.30 at night with your buddies drinking non-alcoholic beer once in a month, you know, it won't affect things. You might think it will. I even thought it might. I was slightly worried. You know, God, I was up to 12 o'clock by the time I did yoga. And um, what about those non-alcoholic beers? What about standing? Blah, blah, blah. Didn't do nothing. Didn't do shit. Um, The hard work is what, you know, you're looking at five weeks of altitude training, averaging probably 90 to 95 mile a week for the full five weeks, which included like 60 because it was pretty soon after Dublin. three of those weeks were over 100 miles that's why I had a good test today um three years averaging 80 something mile a week unbelievable that's why it was a good test today so in terms of you know not fair something that I believed for a very long time inconsistent my my lab test used to be pretty inconsistent sometimes they'd be good sometimes they'd be bad um I remember sending a lab test. I was being helped by a coach called Robert Denmead. And actually, if you're an Irish athlete and you don't have a coach, um, I would get in touch with Robert Denmead. Rob was absolutely brilliant. And if I was based in Ireland, I'd be really excited about working with Rob. He's Brilliant man, brilliant coach, really fun guy, really, really, really intelligent, Um, loved that about him, loved his intelligence, used to coach a guy called Colin Costello, who became the European junior 1500 meter champion, Um, also coached Paul Robinson, Um, wonderful guy, really, really wonderful guy, cannot say enough nice things about Rob, but anyway, I remember when I was in St Mary's I sent I sent a test result over to Rob and I think I was like seventy three kilograms at the time. I was I was sixty nine this morning and I'm I'm not my weight's not at peak weight right now or anything like that. Like, you know, I'm in the middle of a heavy block of training and I'm eating pretty much what I want. Um it's still five weeks away to the gold race. My weight will come down to about sixty eight. But anyway, I was 73 at the time, and my <clears throat> I sent the results over, and in the email, I told Rob that I was super proud of myself that I hadn't gone out partying for a week before the test, and he was furious. Um, You're not a dedicated athlete at all. What do you mean a week? It should be months. And <laughs> He really laid into me, and um, I thought it was dead funny at the time, but yeah, Rob, Rob was a uh, Really good bloke, um, really fun and and you know, I, I mean obviously I have regrets. I look back and I think, you know, I wish I um maybe stayed committed a bit longer with the likes of a coach like Rob and, you know, maybe didn't fuck around at university and get pissed all the time. And who was I to be celebrating the fact that I'd gone a week? It might not have even been a week. It might have been a day. It might have been that the test was on a Thursday and we used to go out on a Wednesday. I think that was probably more likely the case. Yeah, so um that's certainly interesting. Um but yeah, like it it shows you where things have got to. But I remember that test um the lights of 19 kilometers an hour, my lactate used to be like 3 for example or um you know much higher. It's amazing to see those figures come down. Um it, it that it's just a lot of hard work. There's no no replacing it. Um It doesn't happen fast. Um, I've been getting threshold tests from, God, I want to say 2006, guys. Um, And I can tell you that it's a very painful, long and slow process to see those results come down. Um, But the only way for them to consistently come down, imagine, I think I've seen a 41-year-old Run pretty fast, and we've seen it a lot. You know, we've seen Shania Diver. It's amazing that Sinead's the person that comes to my head with kids, and I feel really bad that people are labeling her as like this older athlete that's doing really well. And um, it, it's a compliment to her. You know, I don't think it's a bad thing, but I think she just wants to be recognized as Shania Diver, which I think makes a lot of sense. Um, but look, you're seeing like Med Chyfledski. You know, you're seeing Bernard Legat. You're seeing a lot of guys that are God knows what age Kipchoge is, and um, you're seeing a lot of guys prove that with time, you can become really good. And it helped me take those three easy days because I sort of said to myself, well, you know, if you're 31 and there's a highly likelihood that you can keep improving for the next like six to 10 years, six to 10 years, Um, what's the rush, kid? You know, why why are you trying to force it? Why are you trying to rush this process? Just... Just like take your couple of easy days, you know, it's it's not a big deal. Don't get sick, don't get tired, don't get fatigued, don't get injured. Um, and even if you do 60 minutes a day, what is that? Seven times eight miles, um, quick miles, 64 minus 56 miles. It's not terrible, is it? You know what I mean? Even if you just run eight miles a day, it's really not terrible. It's far better than zero if you're injured. Um, so that's a good thing to sort of bear in mind. Patience is a virtue. and um, But these things take a lot of time. The the first test that I did where my lactate was under 2 at 19 kilometers an hour was, I think, in 2017. The year I made European cross-country team. Sorry, 2013, that would have been. It was quite a long time ago. But then, obviously, I took all the time off. And, um, but it took me... That's 2006 to 2013, seven years. Um, and, and you know, that was only when I was doing three-minute stages. It's a lot easier to keep the lactate down during three-minute stages. Actually, one of the best tests i done, not for marathon, was um, 16 kilometers an hour, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, and I think think maybe 22 but more likely just 21 so it was six stages but we did everything twice 16 twice three minutes take your millimole minute recovery three minutes again take your millimole three minutes recovery etc etc and actually it might have only been 30 seconds recovery but sometimes you've seen the lactate actually come down sometimes it went up it just felt more accurate i feel like three minutes is such a short period of time that Anybody can probably keep their lactate pretty low for three minutes, but as you get to five minutes and then think about it during your next stage, you're already at ten rather than six, and then during the stage after that, you're at fifteen rather than nine, etc., etc. Sorry, I need to get my hydration going. So yeah, important. to, I'm not gonna like encourage everybody to always go get these threshold tests done, but. If you like data um i would I would absolutely consider it um I believe in facts. I work with facts as much as I possibly can. It's the reason I brought bought this Power breed for four hundred quid because it has like a tracking system and <clears throat> it can tell me if it's getting better, it can tell me if it's getting worse i I like feedback, I like data um I think running can be a very feedback and data driven sport. I just don't believe it always is. Um, I I would very much consider buying myself a hydration hydrometer or whatever the hell it would be just to stay on top of that way more. I think it's so important. Um, And I'm also considering some form of sleep tracking. Um, And I think that's another sleep and hydration are two things that I think if I improved. Um, I wish I could buy something that would tell me at the end of the day how my nutrition was. (laughs) I know you can type it into things and all the rest of it, but God, if I improved nutrition, sleep, and hydration, oh, I'd be a beast. Um, but there you go, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And fitness test was really good. Um, I mean, it it one point five millimoles at nineteen and a half kilometers an hour. You know, it's telling you that you can probably run a marathon right around five minute mile in, or maybe even slightly under without tapering you know i had those three easy days but on sunday which is only five days ago i still did 20 miles at 5 30 pace and um, then i did the long haul travel so absolutely unbelievable really cool day really exciting day and um, very very happy but appreciate you guys listening i hope your week has went really good Um and you know have a have a good and have a safe weekend be very sensible coming up this christmas period i'm not trying to like tell people what to do but like um you know just take it easy or drink more water or um if you're going to train and you're going to train hard just just be smart about your choices and your lifestyle choices have a good one bye bye